Greetings and welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Meisler, and this is a weekly show that brings you the most interesting content in InfoSec, technology, and humans. The idea is to curate around three to five hours of weekly reading into a 15 to 30 minute summary. The goal is to have you caught up on current events, tell you about the best content from around the web, and hopefully give you something to think about as well. You can get the companion newsletter with all the show notes and links at danielmesor.com newsletter. All right, welcome to episode 70. InfoSec news first. Two Russian FSB members and two Russian hackers collaborated to execute the Yahoo breach from 2014. This isn't the 2013 breach or the other breach or the one before that. This is the 2013 breach. Glad that was clear. Adobe and Microsoft both pushed out a bunch of significant patches last week. Adobe fixed a bunch of Flash stuff and Microsoft dropped 18 update bundles. They had missed the previous month, so that's why there were more. A million decrypted Gmail and Yahoo passwords are available for purchase currently. Big difference is that they're already decrypted and not uh, raw hashes, so you don't have to do the work yourself. And they're being sold for very little Bitcoin. Brian Krebs is reporting another point of sale breach for a restaurant called Select Restaurants. His analysis is basically that hospitality and restaurant industries are massively owned and that this is especially true for smaller chains that don't have direct relationships with the banks who um, have the cards that are being run through their POS systems. And he's basically saying this is a massive problem. In a regular yearly tradition at Kansek West in Vancouver, Vulnerabilities were found in Safari, Mac OS, Microsoft Edge, Adobe Firefox, and someone also escaped a VM and got themselves 105 grand. US CERT has thrown some shade at HTTPS interception appliances and services like Cloudflare by saying they have a negative impact on secure communications. Probably a response to the recent stuff with Cloudflare, I'm guessing. 33 million US employees have had their data leaked. The data was considered, was discovered by Dunn and Bradstreet and is available in the Have I Been Pwned database by Troy Hunt. GitHub rewards an $18,000 bounty to a researcher who found an RCE issue in GitHub Enterprise. Ubiquity has a critical command injection vulnerability in more than 40 of its product admin interfaces. Researchers reported the issue to the vendors, though it's researchers reported the issue to the vendor through its HackerOne bug bounty but went public with it after receiving an unsatisfactory response for the vendor. So I think they tried to interact with them and uh, either got a, oh, I think they were told it was a dupe. So they went and put it out public. Researchers, they are uh, interesting to deal with.
a Secret Service laptop, security lapel pins, and a Secret Service radio were stolen from a Secret Service video uh, vehicle in New York City. Some of the items have been recovered, but they didn't say which ones. Uh, they specifically didn't say if the laptop had been recovered. They did recover the pins. Uh, the incident is another entry in the book of recent embarrassments for the group. Um, I think someone also just jumped the fence and hung out the White House for like 17 minutes before being found. Not sure what's going on at the Secret Service. Sound waves have been used to confuse common accelerometers. I saw a cool talk about this at Enigma, actually, where you could use light and sound and lots of different things to confuse drones, right? Because you got a whole bunch of sensors on board. And when you can mess with their incoming signals, you can make the thing behave very strangely. So uh, this research is around sound waves, being able to mess with the accelerometers and, uh, and potentially with GPS as well. A new version of the Shamoon malware called Stone Drill has been found on a European petroleum company systems. Shamoon was popularized back in 2012 for wiping disks at Saudi Aramco. And the new version does even better and adds a lot more functionality to the system. 38 different Android devices are infected with malware pre-installed as part of their supply chain. I'm not gonna say anything more about this. I, Android, man, holy crap. All right. WhatsApp and Telegram have flaws that can lead to account compromise. The issue is improper parsing of malicious images in the web version of the application. Evidently, it's been used to take over like hundreds of different accounts already. A man has been arrested for cyberstalking after sending a flashing tweet to a journalist who has epilepsy and evidently saying a bunch of other comments like, hopefully this will cause a seizure or whatever. But interesting use of remote tech to try to attack someone in a very severe way. Trump has put $1.5 billion into the new budget for cybersecurity and critical infrastructure. Some good news out of that budget. Technology news. Tesla is raising over a billion dollars to offset the risk of the Model 3 bet in its production, basically. Uber President Jeff Jones has quit amongst turmoil at the company. Oxford scientists, in cooperation with Google's DeepMind division, say they've created an AI that can lip read better than humans. This is just crazy. Like a whole bunch of stuff that we didn't even think five years ago computers would be able to compete with us on at all are, yeah, I did wake you up. Um, they're just bypassing us in so many different ways. Like it's just completely crazy. So lip reading, detecting skin cancer, reading radiology films, Go, they're about to beat us at poker. I mean, this AI stuff powered by machine learning is just fantastic and scary. Microsoft is putting ads all throughout Windows 10, including in the Explorer window. Evidently, there's a registry key you could edit to turn this off, but man, it's just nasty. 
BMW is shooting for a level five autonomous car, which is fully autonomous by 2021. Netflix is dropping their five-star ratings for a thumbs up or thumbs down system. Basically, nobody ever uses two through four. It's always a five or a one. So they basically said it's just not useful to have that much fidelity in the system or resolution in the system. Tesla's massive batteries are being used to power everything from breweries to small islands. It's very cool. The U.S. Army gets the first 60 kilowatt beam combined fiber laser weapon. I want one. See if they're on Amazon. I'm excited and scared at the same time, but mostly excited. WePay, which is a competitor for like First Data and um, other credit card processors and also a competitor for like PayPal, is now supporting Apple Pay and Android Pay. Intel has purchased Mobileye for $15.3 billion. It's a technology that powers computer vision for autonomous driving. Everyone is spinning up for 5G. Cool quote about it. Nothing will be mobile because everything will be mobile. This article basically talks about all the different physical infrastructure that will be linked via 5G and how it's just going to make streaming video for wearables and stuff like that uh, far more possible or actually possible at all. Sony is working on mobile-to-mobile wireless charging technology. So if you run out of charge, you can actually charge with someone else's mobile device. Nintendo is doubling production of its wildly popular Switch console. I'm thinking about getting one as well, but I'm a little worried that if I get one, I will play the game. And since I have too much to read, I'm kind of deciding not to do that, but still tempting. Microsoft's Slack rival Teams is now open to Office 365 users. And in human news, numerous and sustained studies of learning styles have failed to find scientific support for the concept. So all those things about I'm a visual learner, I'm this kind of learner, looks like it might have been a bit of kind of far left garbage um, which wouldn't surprise me. It seems like there's definitely truth there, but not to the degree it was turned into a, a story. Police have got a judge to petition Google for an entire city's searches for a given phrase in order to help solve a fraud case. This is a crazy precedent. So basically, um, there was some fraud case and they were like, well, we need to find people who search for this particular term. They went to the uh, to the judge and the judge asked Google for the data. I don't think Google has responded yet to see if they're going to give it to them. But if, if they did, that would be horrible precedent. They'd have to start up a whole section of their company just to respond to these things. And who knows what people would be asking for and getting. I imagine personally that Google will say no. I hope they do. Tim Cook says globalization is in general great for the world. I did not believe this until I read Naked Economics by Charles Whelan. And I too now agree with this. It uh, 
there's some definitely some downsides that come from it. And obviously these massive, there's massive, you know, income disparity and there's poverty and there's people working 10 hour shifts doing the exact same thing and they're treated badly. But when you look at the trend overall for what it does for that country, what their alternatives were, what their options were before having that factory opened in China or India or whatever, it turns out that it, it is a massive improvement for them. Uh, despite what I thought before, that's my current opinion. And it seems to be Tim Cook's opinion as well. This was talked about at some uh, event in China. And finally, in human news, Bill Gates wants to tax robots. Basically, he sees a big threat from automation coming up and robots and that sort of thing to human jobs. So he's saying a way to get some of that money back is to tax the use of those types of systems. It's an interesting argument and idea. Next section is ideas. Wrote a piece called Failure and How to Help People Avoid It. Just finished that this morning, actually. And uh, it's basically about what type of effort we can and should spend to educate people about the dangers of living certain lifestyles and raising children in a certain way. The natural tendency is to not speak about these things at all because it's not your business. So conservatives basically are like, look, let them, let, let poor people act like poor people and let them suffer, let them fail and then pull the benefits and, you know, leave it to charity or whatever. Not all conservatives, obviously there's a lot of compassionate conservatives out there, but in general, the idea is pull the net out, let them suffer. That's the only way to fix them right? Or, or just let them die off if they won't fix themselves um, or go to charity. So th that's the general conservative line. The general liberal line is you have to help them, keep helping them. And more importantly, tell them that it's not their fault, right? Tell them that there's adversity out there. There's many obstacles and it's not their fault if they can't succeed. And this kind of explores those two different sides and gives what I think is a, is a middle ground, which is more likely to be true. It's a hybrid of the two concepts and definitely does not embrace either extreme and basically says how we should approach this. Um, ended up being quite an emotional piece for me, especially towards the end. But uh, yeah, that's what that one was about. The other one I wrote last night, Green Zone, Red Zone, and this is about what society may look like as we start seeing massive income separations uh, in the coming years. Third one is uh, a piece from, I'm not sure where, maybe Business Week, but uh, it's all about AI massively changing healthcare. So rather than going to see doctors, it it, it'll all come down to algorithms. It'll all come down to getting a body scan, submitting your genome, and you get personalized medicine. The scanner and the sensors identify cancer way better than any doctor can. Uh, the medicine is customized perfectly for you. It's someone like an Uber driver drops it off at your house. Um, just completely revolutionizing how medicine is done having it be tuned exactly for you and all the detection points like 
basically anything that could come out of you, not to be too graphic, but um, they're already talking about like sensors in the toilet. They're talking about saliva sensors um, regularly in the house, like scanning hair and like all these different things. Basically you feeding these sensors, these systems data is the best possible way for them to know very early when there's something wrong with you to know exactly what's wrong with you. And they could do it so well because they're leveraging the data of all of humanity, right? Eventually that's what these algorithm algorithms will be trained by. And what's so cool is humans are so similar to each other in general that, you know, one model will work better across the board as opposed to, you know, something else like economics or human behavior or whatever, where it's just so hard to uh, reuse models. But as these things get more data, they're just going to be so much better at predicting than any human ever could be. And then using that data to custom tailor a solution for you um, and a list of advice, right? You could wake up in the morning, it looked at your whatever, your skin cells and your breath and your hair follicles or whatever. Um, I'm making stuff up now, uh, but definitely the toilet. And it's like, all right, here's what you should eat today. Here's the exercise that you should do today. Oh, by the way, this was curated by so-and-so personal trainer using the, the genome data and all of your bio data from yesterday. And here's the personal recommendation from, you know, WebMD algorithm combined with this personal trainer who's also, you know, trained in medicine or whatever. And here's your personalized daily routine for health. So that, that's kind of where health seems to be going, healthcare. Discovery. The six levels, zero through five of autonomous car autonomy. So these are like, the first level is completely human and the last level is completely automated and there's phases in between. A list of the crazy cool projects that DARPA is currently working on. I went and did a panel with them at Stanford uh, one week ago, no, two weeks ago, and uh, learned about all these different projects. So I've got the list there, it's all public. Very cool stuff they're working on. Principles of Covert Action. That was a cool read. Five Myths About Obesity in America. Analysis of Docker Image Vulnerabilities. And Glitch, a collaborative community for building applications, bots, or web pages. Pretty interesting concept there. Basically, you have any app or any web page or any bot. You could just like duplicate, duplicate almost like forking, except for more visual and then um, add or embrace some functionality into it and you have your own and then people can then do that with yours. So it's like a, uh, I don't know, an evolutionary sort of uh, platform for building apps. And that was Glitch. Notes, Brian Rommel, a prominent technologist focused on voice first revolution tweeted out my book last week. It was pretty cool. It was like Thursday or Friday and generated, um, I don't know, like 200 re retweets or something. Um, if you haven't read the book or you've read it, but not reviewed it, um, 
go take a look and uh, leave a review if you can. I appreciate it. I'm speaking at USACCON this week with Jason Haddix. Uh, we're talking on game security framework that we're working on. Session will be recorded and we'll share it when it becomes available. Can't wait. We're actually working on the session tonight, later on after the podcast, uh, to solidify the content and the deck and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I finished reading Sapiens. It was fantastic. And I'm now reading uh, Homo Deus. And yes, it is about <laughs> humans becoming gods. Deus is actually Latin for God. Someone sent me a correction to that, telling me it was like two, not gods, but that turned out to be incorrect. So uh, that was my bad for getting corrected when it was not correct to be corrected. I really wish Apple Watch uh, had a round form factor instead of square. Well, that's kind of a random thought, but um, I get that iPhone is rectangular and that's the shape of their widgets and everything, but I just can't see a high-end watch being square. Um, I really wish they actually had um, the, the best possible visualization for me. Like I have a Submariner and I love, I love that design, but there's this... Uh, watch by Nomos. It's a Tanglemat Datum. It's a German brand. And it's like the absolute best watch design I've ever seen in my life. It's probably going to be my next, maybe my only or my last uh, purely mechanical watch if I actually do get one. But um, I wish I had an option to have that design with Apple Watch functionality. The OSINT primer is still coming along, uh, being on site with customers and other projects have basically extended the timeline a bit, but it is definitely still coming. And I'm also working on some new word lists, um, payloads and usernames and passwords and attack payloads um, to be incorporated into SecLess. Reached out the to the creators of basically these different GitHub projects who'd put out a couple cool lists Oh, one was like SSH usernames and passwords. The other one was like attack payloads for like web shells and stuff like that. Um, or cross-site scripting and SQL injection strings, stuff like that. And uh, they were enthusiastic about being included in the project. So be adding that as time permits. Recommendations. When you patronize hotels and restaurants, especially the smaller ones, expect the chance of point-of-sale malware to be much higher. Use a credit card rather than a debit card and probably don't use your favorite one either. Consider designating a throwaway card that you use for higher risk transactions like hotels and restaurants and that you don't mind having replaced frequently. And I would say pass that along to loved ones as well. The aphorism for the week People don't seem to realize that their opinion of the world is also a confession of character. That's by Ralph Waldo Emerson. See you next week. All right. Thanks again for listening. And don't forget that you can get the show notes for this episode, including the links to everything mentioned 
in the companion newsletter at danielmiesler.com slash newsletter. And if you like the show, please share it with a friend or on social media. I'll see you next time.